Thank you so much for joining us on another edition of Tifosi Football Radio. My name is Christian Baudanzi Dacchio. And this is Juliano Clary. And it's Monday, January the 17th. Match day 22 is in the books. Uh, Supercoppa Italiana is in the books. Three games from the round of 16 and Coppa Italia is in the books. And then this week, we got the rest of Coppa Italia coming up to finish off the round of 16. Five games, which begin tomorrow. And uh, we also have match day 23 to preview for you. And then there's been a couple of moves, a couple of rumors that we'll talk about in the Mercato as well. We'll see what happens there. Let's just jump right in, Giuliano. So let's do it. Let's talk match day 22. It's fresh in our heads. We're ready to go. It all started with Torino beating Sampdoria 2-1 to on Saturday, January the 15th. And Torino breaking their duck. They haven't been very good on the road this season, but uh, they got a win here, Jules. Yeah, that was the biggest story coming into this. Is how do how do they break that record on the road? And they they did it with fantastic play. Broke down Sampdoria, and they just got the two goals that required. Vladimiro uh, Falcone coming in that again too. Played outstanding once again for Sampdoria, keeping the score lower than it probably should have been. Yeah. Uh, but Torino, they looked very impressive. And I, I want to specifically pick out uh, Guajvoda on the left wing back position. He was mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, he was. The way he was playing this game. I don't know anything uh, stand out to you here, Christian. Yeah, I mean Torino played a really they played a really solid game. They're gaining their confidence and uh, I think they they I think in my opinion they played Sampdoria off the park. It was the scoreline was as you said was it looks like it was a tighter game because of Vladimiro Falcone who played outstanding for Sampdoria, but uh Torino, they are they are slowly gaining confidence. Nobody's making a big fuss about them. But they're only a couple of points out of a European spot. So I know they asked Ivan Juric after the game, uh, you know, is, is Europe a possibility? And he says, don't count it out. And it's true. You can't count them out. They're, I think, four points out of a uh, Euro- uh, Europa Conference League spot. So Yeah, I mean, they're right in the mix. Yeah, so they're silently climbing up. And uh, they've bought into the Ivan Juric system. And they just, they just they look great. Yeah, th- this was the last game of our uh, Sampdoria manager there, Roberto De Versa. Yes. He's now been sacked, so that's one of the big storylines coming out of this game. Yeah, and they, uh, they're they trying. Uh, my understanding is they're trying to secure Marco Giampaolo to come back. Yes. Um, but it's not done yet. So it looks like uh, the either the uh, youth team coach will step in for Sampdoria when they play Juve tomorrow in the Coppa Italia or Angelo Palumbo. Uh, former Sampdoria player and uh, was part of Roberto Daversa's staff. So it'll be interesting to see who's on the bench, but uh, it looks like Marco Giampaolo is making his much-anticipated return. Very quickly, what do you, do you think this is a good move or do you think they could have gone with somebody else? I don't know if it's a good move, to be honest. I think they could have probably gone with someone else. Uh, I don't know. Giampaolo, it seems like his teams need time to gel and come together. I don't see what he brings to this team to make an yeah. instant impact. Uh, 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 Honestly, Sampdoria, they are they're they're struggling mightily this year. They're in the relegation mix right now. They're not they're, yeah. I think they're only 4 points from safety. And uh after I, today, them and Genoa are probably the worst two teams in the city. Yeah. Yeah, it's which is which is crazy. And uh honestly, as crazy as this sounds, I would have brought in a relegation specialist that keeps you out and I would have uh, I would have brought back the man with the hat. I think that would have been a better move, but yeah, uh, I, it's, 
we'll we'll see what happens, and uh, I can only wish Sam Doty all the best. Yeah, but, uh, it's gonna be an uphill climb for them. Huge uphill climb. It it looks like it's it's very disappointing if you're from the uh, Liguria region uh, oh, because yeah. all well. Two of the big club, main clubs, are just they're just absolutely awful right now. Awful yep. form, and looks like they're going to be. Looks like they could potentially both be going down. But on to the next game, no surprise here. The Claudio Latito Derby, Lazio yes. smashing Salernitana three <laughs> nothing. Easy work. Ciro Immobile adding to his uh, goal scoring tallies. Yeah, can't stop scoring. Sadi saying Milinkovic Savic is the best midfielder he's ever coached. Yeah. Uh, they look, they look fantastic, Lazio. They look like the informed team in uh, Serie A, and they look very tough to beat. I don't think any team wants to be playing Lazio the way they're playing uh, no. week in, week out of no, recent. I, no, I think that top three for Lazio is dangerous. That Pedro, Immobile, Zaccagni tandem there—that is, that's a scary, uh, that's a scary attacking three. And when Felipe Anderson came in for Pedro after he got injured, yeah, <laughs> he was still. It was fine. No, didn't miss a beat, yeah. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. They're a good team. I mean, uh, this is the Lazio I know that you that you that you think is gonna make a make a bounce back in the second half of the season. Yeah, a lot of let's teams see, up top we, have to drop points, right? But yeah, and let's see what they do against bigger competition because again, at the same time, I mean, take it with a grain of salt because it was against a disaster that is Salernitana. And yeah, no, uh, no bench. They had nothing this game. They had nothing. They had absolutely nothing. On to the next game. Juventus beating Udinese 2 nothing. Routine win. Yeah, easy. Juve. Easy win. The big yeah. storyline in this is Dybala hasn't had his contract renewal. Uh, the, the meeting for the contract renewal got pushed further into the year. Uh, and after he scored the goal, he was looking right into the stands where Nedved was uh, sitting. Yeah. And it was a, quite a telling moment on, on the television he claims he was just looking in the stands for a friend which obviously <laughs> we can uh we can all judge <laughs> yeah. what we think happened by looking at the pictures uh but juve everyone in the organization is denying uh any rift between dibala and the management but what did you think about the game christian uh, i mean it was it, it was expected udine uh udine wasn't gonna really give juve a run for their money and uh Juve just just continuing to do what they do. I mean, they're not going to be flashy. Uh, they, I don't think they have the players to be flashy, and uh, they get the routine two nothing win. So I would say credit to them because it's a job well done. Yeah, they're and, they're making a habit of it now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. As long as it, they don't have to win pretty, they, as long as they collect the three points, I think if you're a Juve fan, that's all that matters at this point. Moise Keane getting another uh, start. Not really, yeah. uh, not doing much again. What do you think about him? I've never been a fan of Moise Keane. I, I I didn't jump on the I didn't jump on the hype when uh, when he had that brief stint where he was he was going to be the next guy. Um, so I'm not surprised by this. I'm not surprised by this. I, I yeah. think I, I think there's an attitude problem there, and. Uh, I, and I just think that it affects his work rate. I think he can be lazy. He does, he lacks in my he lacks creativity from what I see. That that's what I see from Boyce Keane. Um, yeah. I, I think uh, I think there he's obviously not in the Juventus plans in the future. He's just basically a band aid right now, and uh, he's not somebody that they're gonna 
put their money on and uh, to, to carry them into the future. I think they'll be looking aggressively in the Mercato for a replacement. On to the next game. Uh, this game was high scoring, like we like we thought it would be. So Hellas yep. Verona beating Sassuolo four to two. Barak scoring two, scoring a hat trick. Yeah, uh, hat trick. And setting up the Caprari goal. So he was he was everywhere this game. Yeah, he was he was on fire. Uh, Sassuolo were kind of Dionisi was kind of forced. His hand was forced to set the team up this way. Uh, missing yeah. Berardi, no Boga. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of players are missing up top. Jodic uh, is out too, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he missed this game. No bench, so they were forced to run Raspadori and Skamaka alone with two defenders on the wings. Yeah, uh, Skamaka still did get on the score sheet though. He's still a beautiful scissor kick as well. Um, yeah. But Dionisi, he maybe got the tactics a little bit wrong. Uh, but once again, his his hand was forced and. Uh, I guess an expected loss for Sassuolo. They they shouldn't feel hard done by Hellas Verona. They need a rebound win, and this was an easy one against a depleted Sassuolo team. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. On to the next game we go. Venezia Empoli, 1-1 draw here. Yeah. Surprise. A bit surprised. Uh, Empoli completely dominated the game in the first 45 minutes, and then the second half started, and they completely shut off it it was yeah. unbelievable i don't know what happened in the change room yeah why the sudden you know no desire to play with the ball anymore it was so strange uh because yeah. they can yeah they completely played venezia off the park the first half yeah and, and i'm pretty sure everyone thought it would have continued but they let venezia in and they brought on nanny and nanny on his first uh, appearance yeah. gets a vital assist and not venezia even gets a huge point not even a minute on the field yeah not even a minute it's i don't know it's it's hard to be too tough on Empoli, but that that was just very strange for me to see how night and day the two halves were. Yeah, yeah, it's it's and it's surprising with this Empoli team because this Empoli team this season hasn't really turned off. They haven't been, they haven't they they won't shut down after they take a lead. They still go at you, and to see them shut down against Venezia was really 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 strange. But credit to Venezia and maybe credit to Paolo Zanetti. Maybe he worked out something tactical. Yeah, absolutely. uh, Well-deserved point for... I don't think Empoli's going to be too upset. Yeah, uh, Venezia had more to play for in this game. Yeah, they're both happy to collect the point. On to the next game. Roma won nothing against Cagliari at the Stadio Olimpico. Roma finally getting their first couple of points now in 2022. Their first three. uh, Which was... This Cagliari team, Giuliano, they were... They were in. They were coming in this game in form, having won two back-to-back games, and it looked like they may have they may have taken a point here from Roma, but uh, just uh, fortune was not on their side here. No, I, I think that's where Roma has to be given credit. The way Mourinho maybe set up the team because this was an informed quality team. They they more or less played the exact same the way have the last they the way they've played the last two games. They played really well. Uh, unfortunate not to get a goal. Yeah, but. Credit to Marash Kambula. Mourinho said it himself. Yeah. He's maybe the best player on the pitch, uh, which is a huge for Roma fans. And uh, new boy Sergio Oliveira acting like a leader in the midfield, something that's been missing. Big time. Big time. That's the, I don't everyone, a lot of people are saying, oh, maybe Sergio Oliveira is the, is, has been the missing piece this whole time. It's Okay, it's one game. It's against Coyote. Yeah, one game. 
Like, we got to relax, the, but they got to take the positives. Mirage Kambula comes out and he finally has a game that I've been waiting for to see him play. And that, and that's the Mirage Kambula I think has the, but that's the potential we have. I think that Mancini Kambula pairing could be the future for Roma. They just got to stick to it. And Mirage Kambula now has a little bit of confidence and he gets that credit from Jose Mourinho, which is, I think, huge for him personally. Yes. Um, the Lorenzo finishing po- was po- the finishing was bad in this game. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Uh, Roma getting a ton of chances and, and 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 basically not capitalizing. That's been the story this year. But uh, Sergio Oliveira puts in a decent game. I'll give him credit there. He gets the penalty too, uh, so scores a goal on his debut. I'm interested to see what he's going to do with Brian Cristante once Brian Cristante comes back off the suspension. I think that'll be a very solid midfield pairing. So. I think that solves the midfield pairing. Vertu's going to be pushed to the bench. Um, I don't know. I kind of liked him and his role mm. in this game, to be honest. But I think it I depends think on who of, they're playing, maybe. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's going to be Cristante there. Um, and then Felix Afinagian stepping in for a late... Uh, he was a late change uh, because Lorenzo Pellegrini gets an injury just before the game starts. <laughs> so In warm-up. Yeah, in warm up. So it's that's a tough uh that's a tough tough thing if you're a Roma fan, but uh it it is what it is. The one thing I will say in this game, Zaniolo again showing he cannot play on the wing. Poor poor game for him. Yeah, again. I yeah. don't know why Mourinho keeps forcing it on the I, wing with him. I I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. But at the end of the day, Roma get a clean sheet here. They get a one nothing victory, and they can, with the schedule they have going forward, um, they should be able to gain some momentum and gain some steam. And hopefully they can uh, just get on a bit of a roll here if they want to get back into the, the, to the European discussion. Yeah. On to the next game. Uh, opportunity miss for Inter here is Atalanta Inter 0-0. Yeah. Take me through Fr- this, Jules. It was it, it was a frustrating game. I mean, you have opposing views here. People say Atalanta should have won. People say Inter should have won. I guess in the end, it was a it was a fair result. Uh, for me, I'm not being biased or anything. I, I thought Inter played better than Atalanta. I, you know, uh, you need your goalie to have big games, and Handanovic had a big oh, game. Finally, it's just finally, massive game. Made three big saves. Besides that, Atalanta really didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but Inter, specifically Jekyll and Ambrosio, the amount of chances that were missed within the six-yard box were just ridiculous. And, uh, Jekyll missed three open headers. Uh, Ambrosio missed two shots just outside the six. You know, it's you got to be testing the goalie. At least Atalanta tested Handanovic. We tested mm-hmm. Juan Musso, I think, once, where it probably would have got disallowed for a foul, the Alexis Sanchez chance. So... Inter, I feel played played better. I, the, the tactics, I like what Inzaghi was trying to do. We got to remember they played midweek, so he we went with a more solid team, and then wanted to bring on the guys with energy towards the end of the game when Atalanta was maybe going to be tired out from pressing. Atalanta too. We look at their bench; they had nobody really. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of guys coming back from injury, COVID, and 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 whatnot. So this was a depleted Atalanta team, and I guess that's where Inter kind of dropped the ball. They should have capitalize on Atalanta this was the weakest they've been in a while and and they didn't but fortune favored them uh today 
and uh, it, it turns out not to be the worst result in the world. So in the end, a really entertaining 0-0 zero zero draw, and still all the advantage goes out to Inter. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the, it, it's still in their hands, and even if Milan picked up points today, which we'll talk about very soon, Inter still has that game in hand. So yeah. I don't think Inter fans have anything to worry about. It was a solid 0-0 zero zero draw. Could have won. Happens. Yeah, e- yeah, either either team could have won. It was uh, you had um, like I said, amazing goalkeeping on the goalkeeping on the Inter side, and then poor finishing on uh, on Inter side as well. So yeah. it's okay. It, I don't it's know. Not, it's not the end of the world. It's not points dropped. Well, no, nowhere near the end of the world. You still got a point out of it. That's what matters. Yeah, against one of the top teams away on the road, it's a it's a good point. Exactly. On to the next game, Napoli, just. Smashing Bologna 2-0. Uh, Chucky Lozano going to work in this game. And uh, Napoli just taking care of business here. What did you think, Jules? Yeah, I think they they really missed Orsolini in this match. Um, oh, yeah. They needed him up top. That was, that's, that was a big miss. Uh, uh, Sansone is not quite the same player. I thought I honestly was giving Bologna a little bit more I was going to give him a little bit more credit because they got Aaron Hickey back in the side. Uh, Adam Sumaro's on, uh, back in the defense. Teate's there as well. So the, they had a full-strength squad, and, but I don't know what happened to Bologna. Napoli just played played them off the park, it seems. Dries Mertens playing well. Elmas playing well. Lozano playing well. Everyone played well. Ruiz played well. The whole defense played well. There was, it, was, it was just a very solid performance from Napoli and they needed three points here because they got to continue they they want to continue and solidify top 4 status. So Yeah, that Fa- Fabian Ruiz coming back into the team was massive yeah. for Napoli. He dictates the mid- yeah, he dictates the midfield like no other player uh in, yeah. in their squad. So it goes to show how important he is cuz they made it look easy this one. Absolutely. Absolutely. On to the next game, Spezia some controversy in this one. Spezia winning two to one uh, against AC Milan in Milan. Yes, <laughs> and yeah, there was controversy because uh, there's a foul on the play, but there was advantage because the ball went to Messias, and the referee blew the whistle just before Messias hit the ball, and the ball goes in the net. Yeah, and then he's a, he's apologizing. Uh, yeah, he knows he screwed up. He blew the whistle too quick. Yeah, it's unfortunate that Spezia runs down the field the last minute of the game and they score. Giassi. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it is it is bad luck. But Milan, too, they blew so many chances in the first half. This game, they, sh- they should have done what Fiorentina did to uh, <laughs> to Genoa today. Yeah. Uh, but the finishing, yeah. it was just it was poor. The finishing was poor and Provodal making some, uh, some massive saves in this game. Yes, yeah. Uh, keeping, uh, keeping Milan at bay. I know Thiago Mata came out and said, "Oh, Spezia deserved the win." Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far and say that they deserved the three points. I think, I think Milan played really well. Just at the end of the day, they they didn't finish the opportunities they had. Yeah, that, that's, um, yeah, that's pretty much. It's as simple as that. Yeah. they shot themselves in the foot with this. Yeah, but what what can we say about Rafael Leao? He, this guy is really coming into his own. Does he does he get considered for the playoffs coming up in March for Portugal? Well, you have to, I think, even if it's a, a they got a lot of talent up top. But for Italy's sake, I hope we don't have to go up against them. 
because <laughs> I think Italy would struggle uh, with pace. Yeah, big time, big time. There, Leao is just—he's been—he's uh, been absolutely fantastic, and uh, hopefully he can continue this form. Uh, Teo Hernandez missing a penalty. Yeah, shooting it wide. Shot it wide, but fortunate they scored right after. Uh, I just yeah. want to bring one point here. I think Stefano Pioli made a huge mistake when he subbed off Alexis uh, Salamakers. Uh, he was doing a lot of good work on the right side, and uh, the game kind of got out of hand for Milan after that sub was made. And Pioli's been talking about having to change the system because it's kind of gone stale, and he's showing he's not adaptable. He keeps sticking with the same stuff week in, week out. And yeah. maybe it's starting to catch up. Maybe teams are finally figuring it out. But he made another simple error, uh, lapse in judgment by taking off one of the best players in the game uh, that was keeping the system together. So I think a bit of the blame has to be put on Pioli as well. And I know he didn't name himself as one of the culprits for this loss. Maybe he should yeah. uh, look at the mirror and reflect a little bit because he blamed the ref and he well. blamed the finishing. But I think uh, his decision-making... Uh, affected this game big time as well. Oh, I'm sh- I'm sure he knows. He just, I think that was just a ploy to get the lens off him. But thank you, Tiago Morta. Still serving enter ten years later. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Spezia have been on quite a run. I mean, for those of you that don't know, they in their last five Serie A games, they have they've won three, they've drawn one, and they've lost one. So they're three one and one in their last five. Uh, they're they're not they're not too bad right now. No, that's they're that's not. terrific for them. They uh. That's what they need. This is huge. These yeah. three points are going to be massive towards the end of the season. As we see, Cagliari's picking up pace, momentum. Yeah. You know, Salinitana gets a win here and there. You know, it's, yeah. these points are massive. Spezia look oh, the best out of the bottom teams next to Cagliari, I'd say. Yeah, I, and I think uh, Spezia might be the only Ligurian team in Serie A next year. Yeah, possibly. Wouldn't that be something? On to, speaking of which, we're going to move on to this game. Fiorentina just absolutely smashing Genoa, smashing them. Yeah, she- Sheva got fired for the people that didn't hear the news. Uh, Abdule Conco, former Lazio player, took the reins, and I feel sorry for him. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. That's it's it's a nightmare. Can, it's an absolute. Can I just say nightmare. though, who said Cristiano Baraghi is not a good left back? Have, have, oh. we've, we've heard this a few times, right? Yeah, we've he's heard not that. good enough for we're... La Nazionale stuff like that. Yeah, we've we've heard some crazy remarks made <laughs> about this guy. We've we've been giving him credit since you know. from people that have said, "Oh, they've seen enough of Beragi that he's not as good as as, as Emerson," which I think is an absolute farce. From other podcasts, let's just call it too. So, from yeah. other podcasts, saying Cristiano Beragi is not good. I'm glad he pretty much yeah. gave him a big middle finger because this guy scored two brilliant free kicks that's right he scored midweek two from another free kick situation so that's three free kick goals he scored in one week uh yeah. probably never been done before uh mihailovic exactly. actually was the only guy that scored a hat trick of free kicks in one game but Cristiano baragi just unbelievable the captain too where the captains are in ben and Bencini. This you have to choose him. I don't know. You have to put him in the you, team. You have to. I mean, Spinazzola's. We already know Spinazzola's not going to be ready. Tell, yeah, I don't know what Emerson does that Cristiano Baraghi can't do. I I don't know. I don't. There's nothing that Emerson does that Cristiano Baraghi can't do. 
He's got pace. He's fast. He's, he's probably fast. Awareness. He's probably faster than both or, both of them. Faster than both Spinazzola yeah. and uh, and Emerson. He's got a better left foot than both of them. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't he doesn't have the attacking flair of Spinazzola. Spinazzola could beat on the dribble, but Agi maybe not so much. But he's definitely heads and shoulders above Emerson. <laughs> oh my god, god! Oh my god! Yes, but hands down. I don't know, hands down. And uh, this Fiorentina team. This is the Fiorentina team I've been waiting for. They just got to keep it consistent now. Yeah, this they got to keep it consistent. They do. This is a huge change from uh, how flat they came out against Torino when they got smashed for nothing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in the opening game of the year for them. Uh, and Vincenzo Italiano making some changes to the the team. Yeah, starting Male in in the middle of the pitch, and it paid off huge. He he knew his who his opponents were. He knew their weaknesses, and he exploited yeah. them this game was just i oh, felt yeah. i felt bad for all the new the essentially the whole genoa backline was all new signings hefty yep. ostergaard and calafiori uh all new signings and they just got smashed i felt so bad for all these guys well that's what happens when you throw new signings yeah. into the into the mix like literally like right away four four new signings right away calvin yeah, yabo up top it, as well it doesn't really pan out well. No. And, and you got, yes, you got to give Vincenzo Italiano a lot of credit. He's never had a team of this caliber before. He's been coaching in the bottom leagues, and most recently with Spezia. And uh, so he's never really had a team. So you got to be patient with him. You got you to gotta, you gotta take the bumps along the way with him because he's a very promising manager. And I think he can lead Fiorentina to the promised land. I mean, Fiorentina still have that game in hand. And if they win that game at hand, they're only four points out of the top four. So, I know it is possible that that top four is going to be crazy between yeah. Juve, Fiorentina, Roma, Lazio, Atalanta. Yeah. It is, and you might as well throw Torino in the mix too. It is crazy how yeah. tight that top four, and it's going to be unfortunate yeah. only one of them is going to get it, uh, unless exactly one of Napoli, Milan, and Inter fall out of the top three. But. Uh, how tight it is up there it is unbelievable and all the teams are playing amazing football which is something uh, we haven't been yeah. able to say in the city out for for a long long time the top seven the way absolutely absolutely and that's 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 match day 22 before before so we before we, we leave this though Fiorentina yeah. are a bit of, are in a bit of a dilemma with vlahovic because he's on his last year of course everyone knows he can walk on a free. So Fiorentina, what would you do? Fiorentina are in, are in the <laughs> in the situation of do we cash in on him or do we ride our luck and make Champions League? I, me personally, I think I don't know. I would take the money now. I think the race is too tight. I can't see them getting in the top four. But this has got to be a tough, tough situation for Camiso and all the management at Fiorentina because you you can taste the rate there. But yeah. if you do not cash in on your star player, it could really hurt you in the years to come. Yeah, it all depends. It depends on the approach, Jules. I mean, you're, you, yeah, like you said, you could taste it, and this is where this is where you where an owner like Comiso has said, "This is where I'm taking Fiorentina. I'm taking them back here, and I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna hang on to them." I hang on to him and they're going to they're going to go for it because they've invested in a lot of uh really good caliber players 
in the in the last mercato. So they've basically given uh, Dusan Vlahovic guys to play around him and showing the faith. And I think at this point, because you've invested so much, you got to run with it. You got to run. I miss with out it. on the on the big fifty to sixty million. <laughs> yeah, but then the problem is, Jules, if you if you miss out on yes, if you cash out now. If you cash out now, you're basically you're basically instilling the belief that it's not we're not going to be able to yeah. do it. I know, yeah, it's a it's a tricky it's a tricky situation. Yeah, what and that, what kind of message does that send that to the Fiorentina fans who have been they have this the Fiorentina faithful they have been, they have suffered for a long time. It's been a long time since they've been in Europe. It's been a long time since they've been in Champions yeah. League. Yeah, and they're so close. They haven't been here in a long, long time. I think you got to seize the opportunity. You got to go with it. Yeah, well. Tough, tough decision. I don't want to be in issues making that decision. So there were three games in Coppa Italia last week in the round of 16. Uh, no real surprises here, Jules. Yeah, so At- yeah, Atalanta beating Venezia 2-0. Yep. No real surprise. But Fiorentina smashing Napoli 5-2. Yes, that was that was an exciting game. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, that was Jagowski coming back in, getting another red card for taking out the last man. <laughs> so, so what's he got? Two or three red cards? I now. think that's two red cards in one year. Not, not good for him. Uh, yeah, I no. feel bad for him. He's he's because Tedesciano has been playing amazing, and he he came in and he yeah. played a big role again in this game. Exactly. But uh, exactly, this was a huge game. Napoli losing David Ospina, I think, to uh, back injury in this match. Yeah, but uh, the, you mentioned it before. Biragi getting on the score sheet. Yes, here. getting on the score sheet again. This uh, is where it all took off. This set the president for that six nil six nil drubbing uh, that we saw today. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Patania scoring a last minute equalizer in the ninetieth yeah. minute, and uh, going into extra time. But then Fiorentina took off. Yeah, uh, Venuti. Then Piontek comes in and scores, and, and Yusuf Male. They're they're on a roll. They're on a roll, and they they walk into the quarterfinals. I would not want to play this Fiorentina team. I'll tell you that right now. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to play them right now. And then we move on to uh, AC Milan here, needing extra time to beat Genoa. Yes, this was Andre's last game, getting a nice banner shown. Uh, yeah, from the Milan faithful in this game, but unfortunately, this was his last. Yeah, last City A match. Uh, but Milan, they needed extra time to beat this Genoa team. If you're a Milan fan, I think that's a little disappointing. Uh, especially Genoa go up early. Giroud ties it in the 74th minute, but then once extra time hit, there was nothing left for this Ge- this Genoa team. Had no gas in the tank, and it was all Milan in extra time. Yeah, the second they put on Pandev up top and uh, they took off the speed, yeah, the, the speed was gone. Genoa was toothless after that. Yeah, so Milan move on to. The uh, round of, uh, well, they move on to the quarterfinals along with Atalanta and Fiorentina so far. And Coppa Italia now moves, uh, continues this week with five more games in this round of 16. Starts Tuesday and ends on Thursday. Uh, first games coming up on Tuesday, Lazio Udinese, uh, Juventus Sampdoria. On Wednesday, Sassuolo Cagliari Inter Empoli. And on Thursday, Roma hosts the only City of B team left, Lecce. Yeah. Any fixtures out there that catch your eye or pretty straightforward, all of them? Uh, Sassuolo Coyote should be interesting because yeah. 
Kaljeri's on interesting form right now. Like, they're on really hot form right now. And Sassuolo are a really good team, but we'll see who they have. Who- who they can who they can dress for these games. So I agree. That that's the most enticing game out of them. Yeah, other than that, everything should be everything else should be pretty straightforward. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about the Supercoppa Italiana. The big match. Inter, two to one victors over Juve. <laughs> Alexis Sanchez putting the dagger in the hearts of Juve fans. Yes. Scoring at the at the dead the last minute. Yeah, right before, before, right before, the Bonucci was about to come on there, the killer. I loved it, and then the thing we'll talk about Bonucci in a second. But oh man, take me, take me through this game, Jules. Oh, this game, this was a classic game. Uh, fans before the match unraveling banners, saying, "We're gonna, I hope you die, Agnelli, and stuff like that." Crazy fans, obviously, maybe a step too far, but uh. The Juve fans aren't having Agnelli anymore, so that kind of set the tone. But uh, Juve put up a good fight to Inter. Inter set up yeah. a pretty much full-strength team. Uh, I would say Juve did as well, minus Chesney uh, didn't start a net. Uh, you had Mattia yeah, Perenne step in. So both teams going full-strength. And it was, uh, yeah, it was just a hard-fought match. Inter, I'd say, pretty much dominated the entire play. Juve did what they do, sit back, counter. And like you said, it took to the very last second. Alexis Sanchez uh, latched onto an Alexandro error in the box and and just toe-poked it into the bottom left corner, and that was it. Inter raised the first piece of silverware this season. And it was all before Benucci was about to get subbed on for penalties. He gets into a scuffle with one of uh, Inter's (laughs) team, team, uh, one of the staff members of the team, saying he's going to kill him and stuff like that. Don't celebrate in front of my face. I'm kind of happy uh, out of all players it happened to that it was Benucci that... Uh, that all got caught on camera because Benucci's a bit of uh, he's arrogant. He's in a bit of an arrogant prick. Uh, so oh, it's is, good. To, it's good down. to see it happen. To maybe he should wash his mouth out now that that pig. So good on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I agree. I couldn't agree with yeah. you more. I couldn't agree with you more. Like, what kind of example are you setting? Yeah, you're supposed to be. You're, you're the Italian captain. He now, is realistically. Like, I, I I like Benucci. I liked the type of players, but. When he does stuff like that, it's... Uh, you don't celebrate in front of me, buddy. It's like... You didn't start this game. It's like Bonucci. Recognize who you are. You're you're the guy that ran away from Milan because you were too good for Juve. And then you come crawling back, you know, and then they accept you with open arms again. Like, buddy, take a chill pill. Yeah. Lower the ego a little take bit. It. I love it. I, uh, I, yeah. I love that. Couldn't have happened to a better player, that that whole moment exactly. being caught on camera. Kind of, it took exactly. the whole, it took the whole show at that end of the day, that little moment. It did. Yeah. It did. But all credit to Inter. They're getting their first trophy of the season. They continue their role. Realistically, Inter could win everything this year. So that's, yeah, that's, that's gotta be, that's gotta be something, something to really, really, really hope for as an Inter fan. Yeah. Lifting this trophy, uh, even though really it doesn't mean much. Um, it still means something. It does mean something. It meant something to players like, <laughs> no offense to Rome or anything, but it meant something to players like Jacko to, to raise a trophy. This was a trophy, uh, a first trophy for a lot of players. Uh, yeah. So it, it does mean something uh, at the end of oh, the day. Of course it does. Absolutely. This is, and it this brings is sorry sorry to cut, and it brings the new players that didn't get to lift the Scudetto last season. It get kind of brings them into the squad. A little bit more, you know. Well, at the same time, this is 
whenever you beat it, whenever you beat Juve, especially in a cup game, whether it's Supercopa, Coppa Italia, a Scudetto game, a Scudetto clinching game, or or anything, I mean, this is this is a Juve team that in the previous 10, 11 years dominated Serie A. Like, it was their league. So, for Inter to basically take a trophy away from them, this is like a passing of the torch. Like, we're, we're Italy's team right now. Oh, 100%. We're the best team in Italy. That, 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 this trophy means something, for sure, especially when it's up against Juventus. It, it, it really adds an extra spice. Yeah, 100%. Because if Inter are to lift the Scudetto at the end of the year and Juve were to lift this trophy would kind of you know it, yeah. it put a little bit of a stain on the Scudetto because you could exactly. say Juve lifted a trophy at the end of the year right so exactly um, exactly so I want to give credit to one player Giorgio Chiellini for having class as Inter were raising the trophy there was a yes a, 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 he was there clapping yeah he was clapping that goes to show you the different difference in class between Bonucci and Chiellini so that's a true captain right there that's a leader yeah that's so I just wanted to point that out uh, for the people that didn't see that. Giorgio Chiellini, once again, a class act on and off the off the yeah. field. On to the Mercato jewels. Mercato-wise, there's been a whole bunch of signings, surprisingly, uh, more so by the bottom teams. Genoa, like we said, five of the new starters uh, played in the last game where they got smashed. Calidi's made a couple of under-the-radar signings. Mm-hmm. Venezia made the big signing of Nani. That's kind of been the big headline signing, but... Yeah. Uh, in regards to rumors, there's really been no other signings beside that. But in regards to rumors, um, or sorry, I should say Roma obviously signed Sergio Oliveira, who had an impact. Yeah. But in regards, good signing. Yeah, so far. good signing so far. But in regards to rumors, we're talking maybe DiBala heading to Inter if uh, the contract doesn't get settled at Juve. Uh, and Icardi links are being being heated up again between PSG and Juve. And the other big link is Vlahovic heading to the Premier League. Uh, it seems like someone's going to be making a push for him towards the the end of January, maybe get a last-minute uh, deal for him. So those are kind of the big storylines. And Pedisic also is being rumored to uh, – he's linked to Chelsea. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, and there's also uh, an offer on the table for Christian Eriksen to make a Premier League return. Yes, at uh, Brentford, is it? Brentford, I believe, has made the offer. So we could see Christian Eriksen suit up this season. Yes. Which would be which would be nothing short of incredible. So that basically sums up the transfer mercato so far. I'm sure we'll see a lot a few last minute loans um trickle in. Yeah, as a as a progressive and we believe, get to the deadline for sure. I believe there was a Inter sent a Inter actually just I, I think it's just recent. Inter actually sent uh, Stefano Sensi to Sampdoria ah. on a dry loan. Yeah, it looks like uh, Sampdoria is trying to stack up with a couple of uh, strugglers for the Milan clubs. I mean, they've brought in Conti so far. Yeah, Andrea Conti. They brought in that. They brought in Conti so far. They brought they're bringing in Sensi now. So. Gian Giacomo Magnani, I believe they signed from Hellas Verona. This this yeah, is a, this is a is a surprising signing, Senzi, because uh, he's good enough to be playing, obviously for the top teams, and to see him going to struggling Sampdoria, it's kind of I don't know if this is a good thing for his career or not. Maybe it's a bit of a wake up call because he's missed some yeah. he's missed some vital 
vital years this guy. Yeah, he hasn't played much for Inter this year. No, he's, I think, featured maybe two games max. Yeah, so he's not in the plans. He might as well go get some time elsewhere, and I think it's going to help, especially with Zhang, the ownership at Inter, to have uh, Senzi's wages, whether they're fully paid by Sampdoria or percentage off their books. So. Yeah. Uh, good for them. And uh, let's move on to match day 23, Jules. Starts off on Friday. Yes. Uh, Hellas Verona hosting Bologna here. Yeah, with Bologna, I don't know what to expect anymore. They're once again out of form. It seems they can't cope with Musa Baro being out. Like we mentioned, Orsolini missing the last game. Uh, they struggle. This is a problem Mihailovic has had for a long time. <laughs> and... Really, they should be up there with the likes of Torino, Fiorentina. There's no reason. They have the, the talent to be there. So yeah. they have another chance to make up ground because they can match Verona on points if they were to win this game. But something just tells me they're not going to be able to do it because uh, they just they always choke Bologna. <laughs> um, yeah. But what do you think about them? No, I agree with you. I think uh, Bologna are a mixed bag. I just I don't know what to think of them anymore. Hellas Verona, they they are on a bit of a rotten run, but uh, that they got that big four to two victory over Sassuolo. So I think things are turning around. They're also within within uh, arm's reach of a Europa Conference League spot. So that's got to be uh, that's got to be something that they have in the back of their heads. Uh, they're at the Marcantonio Bentegodi. Uh, which is a fortress for Verona. So I'm comfortable in saying that I think Hellas Verona are going to win this game. Yeah, I'd, I'd give them the edge too. Uh, moving on to Saturday, <laughs> this this game I don't I, I'm not even, don't even bother watching <laughs> this game. I think it's going to be piss poor. Genoa hosting Udinese. Well, ho- here. Hopefully they got a new manager in by then. <laughs> but uh, he's not going to have much time to to do any training no. on the ground anyway. But yeah, Genoa. Yeah, you said no chance then against Udinese. Who who's been terrible of late themselves? Let's be honest. Yeah. So t- yeah, they're, no, they're both they're both terrible. I just think this game's. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know who to choose between the two teams to be honest with you because they're both they've both been so bad. Um, I think I, I I just think they're just gonna be happy with the draw at this point. So I'm gonna take a draw here. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll lean more towards Udine, but yeah, not a okay. two teams desperate need of a win for sure. Uh, Inter hosting Venezia in the next game. Easy, easy, easy. Inter should be. Routine. We need a win. We need a win. Yeah, yeah. Should be should be routine. They're at home. Yeah. I don't think Venezia will come in this game and take any. No, you can put all the nannies on you while you're not doing nothing. Exactly. Not a chance. And this game is the next game coming up is one of the two screamers of the, of the interesting games that we have in match day twenty three. Um. Atalanta, Lazio hosting Atalanta. Yeah, yeah, another hard one for Atalanta. Who, you know, although they did get that point against Inter, aren't in great form. They've only won one game in their last four. So, yeah, they need to get some separation happening between the fourth and let's say fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth spots because those guys are all coming right up. So, uh, if Atalanta choke here in this match, I think you could maybe kiss their top four hopes goodbye. Uh, that's how big this game yeah. is, and they're on the road, and they're up against a Lazio team who knows that you you beat them, you gain ground right away. Coming off a three nothing win, they're confident. For me, it depends with Atalanta if uh, Duvan Zapata is going to be in the game. They yeah. they miss him so much. Uh, he's such a vital component to the 
to the attack because without them they use they lose physicality up top when they don't have them in the in the squad mm-hmm. all their chances have to be created through uh one touch two touch passing movement off the ball it becomes a bit predictable when Duvan Zapata is not there so he adds something uh, that they desperately need against these big teams. Uh, so if he's healthy, they have a, a legit chance of winning this game. But I think Lazio with Chiro and Milinkovic Savic, the way they're playing, Felipe Anderson, and uh, you know, the, it seems like for me, Lazio have more weapons. They do. It, this game's going to be tight. It's going to be really tight. Um, I think both teams are going to come out afraid to make that mistake. Yeah. Because they know a mistake. Uh, Lazio knows they they lose to Atalanta here. <laughs> they got a lot of more ground to gain that they're gonna have to gain if they if they want to catch top four. Atalanta, on the other hand, Lazio win this game, they can feel Juve and Fiorentina on them. So for me, I think both teams are gonna play really conservative in this game, and I think nothing's gonna separate them, and I think it's gonna be a draw. On to the next game. Starts on Sunday morning. Cagliari hosting Fiorentina. Giuliano, what do we think? Two informed teams. Uh, this is going to be a tricky one. I don't know if Cagliari can handle the way Fiorentina has yeah. been playing. Uh, as good as they've been, I think Fiorentina might be a little bit too much for Cagliari. And I, I would lean towards Fiorentina in this match. Yeah, I agree. Especially if Atalanta drops points. Fiorentina is going to be watching that game the day before. And if Atalanta drops points, Fiorentina are going to be all over them. So I think Fiorentina are going to win this game. I agree. That That's why that Lazio-Atalanta game is huge. If Atalanta drop, people are going to be smelling blood. <laughs> Whoever plays oh, yeah. after, they're going to be smelling Absolutely. blood. And they're going to be going for those uh, those spots. Absolutely. Absolutely. Up next, Napoli hosting Salernitana, the Campania Derby. Not much of a derby. No, it's... Uh, Gonna be one sided, I think. <laughs> yeah, very, very one sided. Napoli should win comfortably yeah. here. Up next, Spezia hosting Sampdoria in a Ligurian derby. Yeah, uh, this is gonna be a bit tricky. It's amazing that Sampdoria's fallen behind Spezia. I think this is the first yeah. time this season. Uh, and I'd say it most likely continues. Even if they bring Giampaolo in, like I said, I don't think his system is they can adapt it so quick and I think Spezia are just the better run team right now and that's enough to edge in this in this pairing here I couldn't agree with you more Sampdoria are an absolute mess right now they don't have a they don't have a full-fledged manager yet um bringing in new signings they're gonna have to they're gonna have times to gel there's a goalkeeper issue because they gotta choose between Falcone and Aldero and Spezia are just they're in great form right now, coming off a huge two to one victory with uh, Milan, and they're at home and they want to ensure Serie A status. And wh- what's a good way to ensure Serie A status? Beat one of those contenders for you that could take you down to Serie B. Yeah. So beat Sampdoria and Spezia, I think, will beat Sampdoria. Is this the end of Adero? I know he's injured, but the way Falcone's been playing, he's been lights he's out. He's been lights out. Yeah. He's been lights out. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what this means for, for Emil Aldero. I mean, they invested a lot of money into him coming from Juve. He's He's been playing better than him since he's got into the oh. team. Oh, Falcone has been playing much better than yeah. than Emil Aldero this season. But I, it all depends on the management. You know how much you've invested in Emil Aldero compared to Falcone. When Aldero comes back, do you give him the gloves again? 
Mm, it'll be tough to tell. Maybe you wean him in a game here, a game there. But uh, you got to go with the hot hand, and you got to go with Falcone at the end of the day. And as long as Falcone keeps coming in game in, game out, lights out, yeah, there's no room for a Miladero. But uh, at the end of the day, Spezia win this game for me. I lean towards Spezia too. Next up, Torino Sassuolo. This is an interesting game. Yeah, this this is like Sassuolo. We know how much they rely on their star players, and I'd say more so than any other team, they rely so much on Raspadori, Scamacca, Barardi. If one of the yeah. three are missing, they really struggle. Uh, so I think Barardi will be back because he was serving a suspension, so he should be back in this game. And he is their most creative and best scoring player. So uh, really, it's do or die with him. If he's in the team, they have a chance. If not, uh, they'll most likely lose to to uh, Torino. But he'll be there, and I might actually give the slight edge to uh, Sassuolo in this okay. match. Well, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the edge to Torino here. Torino form wise, they've been fantastic. And yes, yeah, so Swallow do rely on their star players heavily. Yes. Um, and so this, but the Swallow's going up against the Ivan Yur shutdown system. But I, so, I was going to say, I was surprised when they played Samdori in that game. They left so many holes in the back that I couldn't believe that they've only yeah. conceded twenty goals this season. Like, if Samdori really, if they had anybody clinical on that team, they easily could have shipped five past Torino that game. They could have, but at the end of the day, they didn't. Yeah. And uh, I think it was a blip in the radar, but Torino have been consistent defensively. Yeah, It's the Juric system, and I just think that Sassuolo will struggle against that. I think uh, I think it's not going to happen back-to-back games, especially Torino at home. Um, and the form that Torino's been in lately. So, to me, like, look what, look what Torino did to Fiorentina, right? Yes. So, yeah, yeah. they've just been... They've been great, and uh, some things obviously clicked in that team. And so for me, I'm going to take Torino in this game to win. Yeah, I'll I'll go opposite just for fun on this one. All right, up next, Empoli hosting La Roma. So easy win for you guys, Roma. Well, I don't know. This is, Every game is difficult for us. This is a rotten, rotten Empoli this month. I know, but every every game is difficult for us, Jules. Every game that Lecce game is going to be and on Thursday is going to be difficult for yeah. us. It's going to be a grind. These guys haven't so won. These, these guys haven't won a game since the fifteenth of December. Uh, well, so and the Coppa Italia statistics should tell you that Roma should win this game. And again, Lazio and Atalanta is a big game, and Roma still have some hope in hell of finishing top four. If Atalanta drops points, you got to keep up with Lazio and you got to catch Atlanta some, Atalanta somehow. So if I'm Jose Mourinho, I'm going all in for this game. So I think uh, I think we're going to see a Roma victory here. Yeah, I think so too. I think Ampoli's, I think their luck and the blistering start they had to the season, I think it's it's come to an end. You're going to start seeing them stutter. I can't see them yep. stringing together wins anymore. I think uh, they might get a win here or there, but uh, they, for me, they're puttering out and slowly going to start falling down the table. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So Ro- Roma, win. Take the yeah. Roma win. Roma win. The final game. It's a big one. Milan-Juve. Juventus have been on a roll, and they're climbing up the table slowly. And they're doing it 
in the typical Juve Max Allegri fashion. Whereas Milan, on the other hand, Milan, they drop points to Spezia here. Uh, we could blame the referee, like you said, but at the end of the day, like you, the, I couldn't agree with you more that Pioli needs to change something in this Milan team. And uh, he's got to change it fast to gain some momentum. They struggled, in my opinion, to against Genoa. That they having to go to extra time against Genoa in Coppa Italia. It's pretty pathetic. I mean, they're uh, the Genoa are sitting nineteenth in Serie A right now. So Milan, to me, are in, they're struggling right now. Yeah, they are struggling. Going up against a Juve team. That's like I said. It's been they've been on quite a run right now. I mean, they've just. I mean, they've just been winning, 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 drawing here and there, but winning, winning, winning. And again, Atalanta drops points on Saturday. Guess who jumps in the top four with a with a win? Juve. Yep. So and once they get that spot, you know they're not letting go. <laughs> and then they're going to start chipping away. I mean, Milan's not too far, too far off. Milan's not too far, exactly. So I'm going to take the Juve to win here. I'm I'm I just don't I, I don't think Milan got it. I yeah, it's going to be cuz yeah, they're at the Allianz Stadium too. Uh They are at the Allianz Stadium. Like if we if yeah. we look at the form table uh that I have in front of me here, I'm going to read out the the top the teams all above Milan right now, okay? In the in the form table. First place right now in form table is Juventus. Number 2 is Inter. Number 3 Lazio. Number 4 Napoli. Number five, Spezia. Number six, Milan. And tied with them is Torino. So AC is not even in the top four for form right now, uh, which mm-hmm. I think is massive. Juve, like we said, have been unstoppable of recent. Uh, yeah. Almost impossible to score goals against, even with Rugani in the back there. And they got a healthy Giorgio Kalini's back. And these are the games where you need that leadership to to get a big victory and i think juve i don't know what it is they just they win these fixtures for some reason i think it continues i think the pressure is going to start getting to milan and and it's going to show in this game uh and and yeah i just think that's what's going to happen to them it's not going to be uh i mean the only thing that are going is juve plays midweek copa italia i would expect though juve to play a, a b team so We'll see if that yeah. plays a factor, any injuries or anything like that. But if the squads are the way they are right now, I'm giving my edge to uh, yeah, Juve for this match. But it's, 100%. once again, Atalanta, Lazio is massive, and this this is massive as well. This could change. Yeah. This can break or make seasons right here. Exactly. Exactly. So some crazy, crazy games to watch in match day 23. And that sums up today's podcast. To all our supporters, all our listeners, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting us. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Radio Tifosi. Our insider for the Mercato, Giuliano Caleri, continues to break the transfers on, uh, on our Twitter account and on our Instagram account, Tifosi underscore football underscore radio. Please follow us on Facebook. Like our posts. And uh, we promise very, very soon we will eventually get one more clip, one, a few more clips out, because I know it's been a long time um, out on YouTube as well. So for all our listeners, thank you very much. Have a great week. Stay safe. And until next time, ciao ragazzi. Ciao ragazzi.